deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. Jay to the Dizzle JD, what's happening? Wow, that was like the whitest thing you've said in a while. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on buddy oh not much hey i'm feeling a little frisky it's wednesday night we're we're getting at it at it early this week yeah man gotta be all prepped up for this lovely halloween weather we're about to deal with this is like the maybe first time that we've ever done something early rather than late so yeah i'm sure the quality will be just as good (laughs) uh maybe maybe better who knows yeah, that's a low bar. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, it is a Wednesday night. It is Halloween week, as JD just mentioned. Uh, so we're getting after it a day early. A uh, little less information. So obvious, uh, obviously, when you got to take uh, some of these picks with a grain of salt, but uh, at the same time, uh, it, it's it's actually a fresher look uh, from our own eyes. Uh, that, you know, we haven't been jaded by any of the other, uh, analysts, uh, theories so far. So you're, you're getting, you're getting all of us this week. <laughs> so <laughs> yikes! Uh, to, uh, <laughs> to help that along, I got a beer in front of me. Um, this one is called Memes and Screams from Windmill Brewing. It's a uh, double milkshake pale ale made with mango gummy bears. Interesting. It's uh it's pretty tasty. It's you know it's it's a bit on the sweeter side, but it's still got some of that that hop bitterness to it. So you know the the name says it all, so I, I figured, what better week for a memes and screams than Halloween? Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting, <laughs> interesting combination there. Yep. So uh, you you dig it in into anything tonight? I know you're you've been a little busy, so. Yeah, I am. I am not. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my, my water until I hit my, I think I'm just going to be sticking with it until I hit a win that, uh, says, Hey, go buy a nice bottle of bourbon okay. or until I just lose all my money and I'm just drowning my sorrows and what I have at the house. Five buck Chuck, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, Maybe what happens. There you go. Well, um, that being said, why don't uh, you, you, how how did you do last week? 
you know what? Last week was a really good week for me um, as far as ratios go. And uh, I was a Bears victory and a Packers loss away from having uh, the perfect weekend, basically. Uh, I more than doubled my my entries in DraftKings. So that was that was really nice. Uh, I didn't enter a ton, but uh, I was pretty confident with the. Uh, I only had like two different lineups, and they both hit well enough for me to to double my entry. And uh, I did a perfect sweep across uh, five fantasy or season long fantasy matchups. So I was pretty happy with last week. A, a lot of the. Uh, the data from the matchups and my touches needed really just came together and said, uh, play me. So nice. I was pretty happy. Nice. Well, um, I will say that, um, from a season long standpoint, I'm, I'm getting pretty freaking frustrated because I got the most points in my big league. Uh, although maybe I might've fallen behind. Somebody might've caught me this week, but, I've had the most points and, and, and out, you know, pretty sizable lead in that. And then somehow I'm four and four. I've just not been having good luck there, but I, I feel pretty good about my squad. Um, you know, having Mahomes out doesn't, doesn't help, but, uh, having Russ, Russ Wilson there to, uh, back him up is, uh, I got fortunate that I didn't trade one of those guys away because I was trying to make some deals up to the that Thursday night game when Mahomes got hurt. So, um, but I think he's going to be back another week or two. Um, I got CMC, uh, and and he gives me a chance all the time. Josh Jacobs is coming along, and uh, yeah, so it, it that that team's. Uh, I think I'll end up in the playoffs, and, and if I do, I'll be a dangerous squad. The other league, I've got just about, you know, one of the bottom. I got a bottom 25% team as far as point, points scored, and, and I'm 5-3. and three, So, I don't I don't know. Who, who knows? Anyhow, but uh, DraftKings-wise last week, um, I... I I just didn't get there with my cash lineups again. I won 13 out of 18 head-to-heads. Uh, it was good enough for second place in our league, um, but I missed the cut line on all my double-ups, and that's uh, it, it's just it's a killer for my week when I can't cash the double-ups. Um, fortunately, though... I did put together one pretty good tournament lineup, which put me in the black for the week. Um, it finished uh, in the DK Edge Listener League, um, like uh, I think just right around one hundredth, and uh, for for five x the entry, and then it finished. Uh, in the money in in the four dollar super booster, which pays out a hundred bucks, um, and and so that that's a nice little boost uh, to the to the bottom line there, uh, to be able to put yourself in the black, and uh, that that lineup was uh, Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey at only uh, 
just under 12% ownership, uh, which is, is nice. But the key to this lineup was Latavius Murray, of course, and uh, Kenny Galladay. Uh, I, I double stacked my tight ends in this one with Jonu Smith and Evan Ingram and, a, and the Patriots defense. So real close. I mean, that one, that one could have been real big, but um, feeling good. Feels good to, to hit on something tournament wise anyway. And uh, hopefully we can hit something real big coming into this week. Although it's a bit of a scary week with the pricing, I'd say. So, yeah, th- this week's going to get real interesting. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, and dig into this week, week nine of the NFL season. Uh, why don't you tell people your initial thoughts on quarterback? Uh, help. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so a lot of these, a lot of the plays that you mentioned with the pricing getting scary, uh, I've already looked at kind of scaling back this week because I've built a couple of lineups and I'm, I'm not real comfortable with anything yet. Now, it is a day earlier than what we're normally talking about, and I don't really finalize my lineups until uh, Saturday evening, Sunday morning uh, when I get those inactives. But uh, I'm starting off uh, with Derek Carr. Uh, 5,500, uh, he's playing uh, uh, Detroit. Uh, Detroit's coming to town. Uh, Detroit is actually giving up uh, 23.4 points, uh, drafting points a week uh, to the QB position. Uh, <clears throat> so at 5,500, there's good opportunity there. Um, based on my touches needed, he needs uh, 34 touches to hit 3x. Uh, which is a little concerning because he's uh, only averaging 33 touches per game. But I get the feeling that this game's going to be a little bit back and forth, uh, which just helps that uh, those numbers. I, I expect that he sees the 35-plus uh, uh, touches this game, so he should get me into the like 17, 18-point range. Oh, yeah, I think he's a good play. Um this is one of two games on this slate. We should mention it's kind of a short slate, only 10 games. Uh, a lot a lot of buys this week. Um, and, and a lot of the big names are, are off of this slate. So um, <clears throat> there's it's one of two games that's got a 50 and a half over under at this time. And uh, Oakland's a slight favorite with an implied team total of 26.3. And and really, they've been playing a lot of uh, more up and down games lately. So uh, I I gotta admit, uh, Oakland has been more competitive this year than than I thought they would be. I, I still uh, well, we're not gonna get into that. But uh, Derek Carr's got Tyrell Williams back, and he's uh, certainly made a. Um, real nice connection with Darren Waller. So uh, I, I like, I like to play and, and as we have to try and find some value 5,500, if you could pay down a little bit at the quarterback position, it'd be nice. 
Yeah, the that play allowed me to put some more money in some other positions, but uh, we'll see if I still sit that way come Sunday morning. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing: like as I look through this, there's like there's like uh, uh, maybe three running backs that are like, oh man, yeah, I'd love to play them, but their prices are huge, and then receiver there's like three or four receivers over 7k that i'd love to play you're not going to be able to play all these you can't you can't pick two 9500 plus running backs and then you know try to stick two seven thousand dollar receivers it just doesn't work out there's not enough uh value elsewhere so uh, like the Derek Carr play. <clears throat> My guy that I've been looking at, and I mean, I, I don't think that I'm going to be able to use this guy in cash unless some value opens up as we get into the weekend. But, I mean, the matchup is huge, and um, Russell Wilson, 7,100 at home versus Tampa Bay. This is the other game that's got the 50 and a half point total uh seattle's implied total is all the way up to 28.3 um seattle's been great at home um where they uh <clears throat> average 26.4 points per game versus 21.7 on the road um and tampa's kind of a funnel towards the pass uh tampa bay's number one dvoa versus the run um, but they're 26th versus the pass. They give up, uh, 286, uh, yards per game, which is the second worst in the NFL. Uh, Russell Wilson leads the league in passer rating with a 115.5. He's got 17 touchdowns and one interception on the year. And, and the reason I, I like him, um, even more this week than I did last week, which I, you know, is, is because Tampa's actually putting up points too. So not only that, um, you know, being that they're so good against the run, it's going to have to be through the air. So uh, I think Wilson is set up for a big week this week. Yeah. You're, you're mentioning something that's really important for uh, people to keep in mind um, is that when you're playing a decent defense or a bad defense you got to figure out which which side of the you know that coin they're best at or where they're you know find where their weakness is because um, you may have a decent defense against the run but they're get uh, bad against the pass uh, like uh like philadelphia philadelphia is really good against the run but they're they're not good against the pass so they're just dumping off uh you know fantasy points to receivers which is the same thing here tampa bay's actually given up the fewest rush yards this year uh you know so it, something's got to give here and it's either going to be seattle's going to keep pounding the rock until uh you know they crack through that seam or they're going to say you know what we can beat you with russell wilson because they're not great against the pass so um i like that play but i mean you know me i i'm always down for for russell wilson that guy's that guy's just good it's just a matter of does he get you that value at you know, can you create a strong enough lineup around a 7,100 QB? 
Yeah, exactly. So, definitely going to have tournament exposure. If some value opens up, I'll I'll probably be sticking him in in cash. But you know, Derek Carr is a good option. Um, I I like Matthew Stafford too this week. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, let's let's go ahead and uh, move on to the running back position here. All right. Uh, so I'm going to look at Austin Eckler this week, uh, $6,000, uh, green Bay's coming to play those Los Angeles chargers, uh, <laughs> San Diego. I, so this one's interesting to me because I, I struggle when talking about a running back that is typically looked at as the number two back. So he's, you know, he's not the, he's not your starting back. But there's a couple things that he's got going for him here. Um, one, I would not be surprised if Green Bay gets out to a lead here because the Chargers have not been great. Two, Green Bay gives up all, pretty much all of their uh, drafting points for running back through the air. So it's to your receiving backs, which is more of the Austin Eckler role as opposed to the Melvin Gordon role. Um Austin Eckler is averaging 1.45 drafting points per touch. Okay. So he's averaging 15 touches a game. So you're guaranteed, well, not guaranteed. At that rate, you're looking at about 22 points a game. Okay. At 6,000, that's just under 4X if he gets that in a game where they'll likely be behind and passing the ball a lot. So he's going to see some touches. I think I think there's a lot of value there, or upside. I'll say his ceiling. His ceiling's high. Oh well, he, we've seen it this year. Uh, he he absolutely absolutely crushed it the first four to five weeks of the year uh, before Melvin Gordon came back. Probably a big part of why Melvin Gordon came back because he saw he was about to lose his freaking job. Uh, well, here's here's my only concern with this play. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think because he keeps trying to run Melvin Gordon straight into the back of the freaking line. So <laughs> I'll be really curious to see how things break down this week. That's the risk that you're running with Austin Eckler. Any other week, you know, or they don't fire their offensive coordinator, I feel this is. I feel you're getting a really good play at six thousand at the running back position. I, 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 but I'm I'm scared with the offensive coordinator change. Actually, I think it helps Eckler. That, that's that's my my take on it. I think that um, they have really since Gordon came back a couple of weeks ago, the the offense became stagnant, and uh, I. <laughs> I really think they they the reason they fired him is because they tanked Melvin Gordon's value and they couldn't even trade him at the deadline. So, um, I don't know. Austin Eckler, yeah, he might be listed as the number two, but he is the best back on that team. And um, I I kind of like this. I I, I think he's going to be a low owned play. Um, not not going to be a cash game play, but uh, definitely sprinkle him in some tournament lineups. I I will say uh, like most of the lineups I built I had him in, but I did do some shares of Melvin Gordon 
uh, on the hopes that uh, because he's a little bit cheaper than Eckler this week, right? Uh, that they they use him in a, in a little bit better fashion, so he's more effective. He did some pretty good damage at a, as a receiving back last year, and they haven't really tried to do that that much this year so far with him. Gordon, you know, I mean, so. I I don't I think he's kind of a trashy running back, but um, he's a good leverage play because not very many people are going to want to put him in their lineups. So yeah, I, I expect his, you know, as low as the ownership may be on Eckler, the ownership on Gordon should be way low. Oh yeah. I, I'm guessing he's going to be like sub 4%. In he will, in he will be a GPP play for me this week. Yeah. So, um, I'm going back to the Oakland game and, uh, I got Josh Jacobs here. Uh, he's a sixth in the NFL with 620 yards rushing. Um, he's starting to see some increased usage in the passing game. And, uh, Detroit is given up, uh, over 130 yards rushing, um, per game and over 25 DraftKings points a game to the running back, uh, position. Jacobs, uh, you know, as long as he's, you know, he's he fought, he's fighting through that shoulder injury. I don't think that's uh, too much of a concern. Uh, he he's got uh, twenty two red zone uh, rush attempts so far this year. He's only got four touchdowns. I think he is due um, to to get that rock in there again. And Detroit is the type of team to do it against. So, yeah, for as good as um, I thought the Lions' rush defense was going to be, you know, we, everybody kind of anticipated it'd be a decent run defense, and uh, they were just going to run the ball, and that's not been the case this year. Uh, they are giving up the second most drafting points a game out of any team in the league this year. So uh, th- that should be one of those good ones. Uh, so if that works out. Uh, the Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs play maybe together. Although I've got a feeling if Josh Jacobs goes off, Derek Carr does not. So. Right. That's they're they're <laughs> they're one of those uh, tandems that it doesn't really uh, correlate all that well. Um, I, I'd have to look up their their correlation values, but um, not good because I mean, he Jacobs only has thirteen targets this year. Right, but he's they've they. Earlier in the year, they were taking him off the field in, in all all passing down uh, plays, and mm-hmm. and as as the season has progressed, um, they're they're starting to leave him in more in those in those um, areas. So he's going to start getting more targets and more receptions. I don't know why they're not using him that much because he he's not. I don't think he was a bad receiving back in college. So. Um, and that was actually one of their, one of the, um, scouting reports on him was that he should be a decent all around back. So maybe he's just not, um, as he's growing into pass protection, um, I think they're, they'll use him more in the passing game. Um, but, uh, like, you know, just of note, like, Christian McCaffrey's 10K this week. Dalvin Cook's 9,500. 
they're great plays. They're just, it's hard to put them in lineups and put much around them. Um, so, uh, you're going to have to play some of these, uh, six mid six range, uh, thousand players, um, in your lineups. If you want to put together, I think the best floor combination. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to is when you've got weeks like this is where your high floor mixed in with your, you know, mid floor high ceiling plays that you can fit in. Right. So well, let's go ahead and uh, move it on down the line to the wide receiver position. Okay. Uh, I'm taking a, a little dart throw on this one. Uh, I'm looking at Corey Davis this week uh, playing the Panthers. I believe he's set, uh, what's his price at? 4,600 and they're going to Carolina. Corey Davis has been a bit of a letdown this year, uh, mostly because the offense is being held back by uh, quarterback play. And since Tannehill has come in, uh, that has changed a little bit and is starting to get a bit of a connection um, with with Corey Davis. Uh, you know, he's not blowing up yet, uh, but he's getting he's starting to get those targets where he's looking at five plus targets a game. Um, Based on the touches needed that I've been putting together, uh, he needs just under five touches to hit 3x. Okay, so let's say he gets seven targets. If he can catch five of those balls, there's your 3x. He only needs six touches to get to 4x. So in a game where they're likely going to struggle because Christian McCaffrey, if he goes off... Now, Tennessee's defense is good, but if McCaffrey, you know, has one of his days and Tennessee needs to score some points, the way to attack Carolina is through the air. Uh, they're giving up like the, the sixth or seventh most drafting points a game to wide receivers at this point in time at uh, 40.2 drafting points a game. So, uh I'm I'm looking at a like I said it's a dart throw but the numbers are there, you just got to connect. <laughs> yeah, not my favorite play. Um, oh, mine neither. But <laughs> I'm trying to. I mean, I Carolina. <laughs> where can we make them hit? You know, reasonably good. And Corey Davis, while he displays a lot of talent. He never comes through with it. He's just one of the most disappointing guys, you know, out there. It's uh, it's gonna be low owned. For uh, I'll give you that. I, it's not the greatest matchup. Here's here's what it is. That game has a really low total. It's a uh, forty-one and. Tennessee's only got an implied team total of 18 and a half. Um, but like you said, they, they have looked at least not atrocious with uh, Tannehill versus Mariota. So um, Corey Davis has talent. I'm not going to deny that. He's just hasn't really connected all that much throughout his career. Yeah, it, 
and look, this is like I said, it, it's a dart throw. It's the the implied total isn't there. What I'm looking at here is that the the way to beat the Panthers is going to be through the air. And whether you take the real life the real life football out of out of it, they can give up lots of fantasy points without giving up the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so if Corey Davis, like I said, if he gets his six or seven targets and he catches five of those balls for 60 yards, that's 11 points. You know, you obviously want more than that, but if you're talking about a, a 4,600 play, you know, that you're going to take what you can get. You know, where it may not, it may not come out as, a, oh, he had a great game, but from a fantasy implication with a, a PPR situation, it works. Sure. Like I said, that being said, I don't really, I don't really like it. But when you're trying to put these lineups together with with pricing, you know, this early in the week, uh, that's that's what I'm looking at. Cool. All right. Well, uh, guy, I've been uh, focusing in on here so far is Allen Robinson, and I know you're gonna, everybody's gonna throw up a little bit when you start hearing Bears offensive players, but uh, hear me out here. Uh, Robinson (laughs) has got 41% of the Bears air yards. Uh, He's averaging 10 targets a game, and he's got a 70% catch rate. And he's going up against a Philadelphia secondary who just stink. Um I give up. I throw in the towel on Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) We've been here. I've defended him. Um, Finally! (laughs) But that being said, this is the kind of matchup where, you know, he, he showed last year he has the ability to put up some, some points. Is he going to, Turn the ball over? Yes, probably. But we're not relying on Trubisky's stat line at the end of the day here. We're only going to – we're focusing here on what Allen Robinson does. And and he's he's a freaking professional uh, wide receiver. And uh, if there has been one connection that Trubisky has been able to uh, make – good use of this year it has been with Allen Robinson and this is the kind of matchup uh, that really um, they you know they could exploit Uh, I mean Philadelphia has given up 26 points uh, DraftKings to Terry McLaurin 30 to Julio 27 to Calvin Ridley 25 to Marvin Jones uh, 31 to Devontae Adams 46 to Stefan Diggs. You know, they've given up some big games this year against uh, number one wide receivers. And uh, so I think this is a good spot for Allen Robinson. I will start by saying I looked at Allen Robinson for a few minutes. Uh, I will continue to say that as far as target share on his team, Allen Robinson is fifth in the league. He's actually tied for fourth. 
uh, with the likes of Keenan Allen and Odell Beckham, if that tells you anything, just behind Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, and Cooper Cup. So it's there. Here's where my problem comes in. Of all the guys that you just mentioned and all the points that they were scored, they all have a quality QB throwing to them. Mm. Most of them, anyway. <laughs> Most of them. The The problem I'm running into is if they make Mitch throw, which most defenses know, hey, stop the run, make Mitch beat you. Is this going to be a game where he locks on to Allen Robinson? Or is this going to be a game where he goes, you know what, I'm not going to lock on to Allen Robinson. I'm going to lock on to Taylor Gabriel. Or is this going to be a game where he's going to lock on to Trey Burton? Because we, if you've watched the games, that's what he does. He locks on to one person, and that's who he throws to. And if Philly's smart, they will just go, stop the run, stop Allen Robinson, and we're good. That That's my one concern. Well, as far as when it comes to what Allen Robinson does, as a Bears fan, that's a whole other thing. At 6,800, I think it's a gamble. I think the ceiling's there, but I think that's a that's a big gamble. Well, I don't know. The volume's there for him. Like I said, 10 targets a game. You're not going to get there, – there's, there's only a handful of players that are getting that much – volume um you've seen it on a week-to-week basis um you know he's he's been doing it he's had you know base basically one uh, awful game i'd say but everything else has been pretty fairly decent i mean you want more than 11 points he got last week, but last week was just a, a dumpster fire. I don't know. Well, I, had, I expect, had he caught all those balls that were five yards over his head or in the dirt, he would have had a much better. They're not going to, they're, they're not going to um, continue to be that bad every week. And well, this is the kind of matchup where that is exploitable. So this is what he's got going for him. They're not the said. freaking dolphins. They're not, they're not his, his target share is good. His floor of targets this year has been seven, seven. Yeah. Like he's had, he's never had less than seven targets this year. So the, the volumes there, it's just, for me, it's very risky when you're talking about a quarterback that has a hard time accurately delivering the ball. Well, it's scary. It's Halloween week. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of scary, I think you got a tight end pick coming up here. Yeah, I've got an even scarier pick for you. Because this guy came onto the scene uh, like a fiend in week one and then hasn't really done a whole lot since then. Uh, we're talking about TJ Hawkinson. We're going back to that uh, Detroit at Oakland game. 
tight end for 3,700. So I was looking at this, and I'm looking, okay, let's play the matchups. You know, who we got that gives up some decent amount of drafting points to the tight end position. And uh, the Oakland Raiders give up the third most points, third most drafting points to the tight end position. So, okay, sounds like a good play. TJ Hawkinson hasn't really done a ton. But then I went and looked. The other week, week one, he had nine targets. And then he went three targets, four targets, three targets, six targets, five targets. And then for whatever reason, last week only one target. So that was a little disappointing. But the volume is there for a tight end, a cheap tight end. And with Oakland giving up that many points to the tight end, position and then you get a cheap tight end to compare them with in a game that should have a decent high a decently high point total uh i don't know something about it said hawkinson's the way to go um i'm not sure this is a cash play as much as it's a you know one of my gpp darts that i'll be putting in the lineup with Corey davis and melvin gordon yeah so <laughs> uh, here's the, the thing record, I really, good as I actually really I, I really uh, like TJ Hawkinson I've got some fairly high hopes for him as a NFL tight end and uh, I, it just hasn't been there for him I don't know um, why maybe it's just Matthew Stafford just hasn't ever made a great connection with the tight end um uh throughout his career because the guy i'm going to talk about eric ebron was in detroit for a while and he never really um he never really did it all that much in detroit but then he moves to indianapolis and last year the guy was a touchdown machine um He's very similarly priced. He's at thirty six hundred, and um, based on the DraftKings um, or Fantasy Labs, a statistic: the um, Pittsburgh defense is allowing a positive four point one uh, DraftKings points to the tight end position, and that's based off of the opponent quality. Um, they just gave up uh, not that long ago 33 points to Hunter Henry. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is, is fairly decent, um, but uh, if they are susceptible in a spot, it seems like it might be the tight end position. Uh, this uh, this game's got an over-under of 43, uh, and it's looking like it's it's predicted to be a close game because even though it's at at Pittsburgh, Indianapolis is favored by a point with a 22-point team total. Um, <clears throat> again, not a play that you're feeling good and rosy about from a cash game standpoint. I With the pricing this week, Tight ends a position you're going to have to try to save some money at because the tight ends this year have not been consistent enough to warrant spending over 5,000. Um, 
So it's it's kind of like a similar play to what you you had there, JD. But um, we we saw last year that Ebron can be a touchdown monster. So uh, yeah, I like Ebron better than Hawkinson. Um, but you had told me you were talking about Ebron first. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll change it up. Um, but I will say this on the on the lines of the the touchdown hog. Uh, Ebron has uh, what looks like 16 receptions on the year, uh, if I'm doing my quick math right, and he's got three touchdowns. Okay, so he's he's averaging a touchdown every 5.33 catches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had three catches the last game with no touchdowns. So if the math plays, if he gets three catches this game, he should have a touchdown on one of those. Uh, he's also strangely enough, if you're looking at his touchdowns, uh, he's gone every other week. So if you're if you're one of those people that buys into patterns, every other week he has a touchdown. He did not have a touchdown last week. He's due for a touchdown this week. All in, uh, putting all my money. On, yeah. So, <laughs> thirty. I mean, I mean, really, really, when you look at it, thirty-six hundred for a tight end. If you can get a guy that catches three balls for forty yards and a touchdown. That's 13 points, yeah? 13 points for 3,600? Yes, please. Right. I mean, I don't think there's a guy this week coming up. Uh, there's no Jonu Smith who's under 3K or anything like that. So, um, I mean, uh, there are a few tight ends under 3K, but it's probably nobody that, that you feel. Let me, let me take a quick look here while you're – so you say – Don't mind me punching in some numbers here, folks. Yeah. No tight end. That that tippity-tappity is JD uh, burning up the keyboards. So. um, Yeah, man. I like my. I like my uh, my tippity-tapping. When I I look at under three K. You got Trey Burton. You like you like Trey Burton? Yeah, I didn't think so. Revenge narrative. Revenge. Yeah, you know what happened the last time the freaking Bears played Philadelphia? This pussy couldn't even find it in him to put the uniform on. I, uh, yeah, I, can't, I don't want to make this a explicit rated podcast here. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no Trey Burton going in any of my lineups. That's for sure. Yeah. You can Luke play a little Blake, Jar- Blake Jarwin against the Giants. Luke Wilson wouldn't be a terrible one. I mean, Dawson Knox, I don't know. He just doesn't – he's not getting enough. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one here. Are you ready? Jeremy your sub, Sprinkle. Your, your sub-3K tight end that could hit big for you, Irv Smith Jr. He's got promise. But... Irv Smith Jr. <laughs> I mean – there's going to be a lot of touchdowns probably scored in that game. Um, and I see a lot of Dalvin, Dalvin Cook and uh, oh. Steph Diggs. So. <laughs> yes, you're, you're, playing, you're playing Dalvin in that situation. But you were looking at a, a sub-3K oh, tight I, end that has the potential to do it. Um, and for the record uh, – the, the Chiefs are, are tied there near the top of teams that give up 
DraftKings points to the tight end position. So I was just say DraftKings points. Dra- yeah. <laughs> yeah. They give up a lot of a lot of points. There. Well, I'm not going to go into last week's game because the lucky Packers got to face the Chiefs without the reigning MVP, without their top corner, without their top run pass rusher or pass rusher, without their top run stuffer, and without two offensive linemen. So. Not only do I hate the Packers, but I had to go up with some Yahoo who had Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. That was not fun. Yeah. There's my bad call of the week. I'm saying Irv Smith. Sweet. Um, and I'm, I'm awful. I don't even remember what my bad call of the week was last week. All I know is that the, the plays that I mentioned last week hit pretty good. Yeah, I think we overall had a reasonably good week. Um, I just, I, I got that pulled up. I don't have the exact numbers. Tannehill had a decent week. Sonny Michelle did not have a great week. But DK Metcalf had two touchdowns. Darren Fells had two touchdowns. Darren Fells was a huge call. Um, yeah, I talked myself out of him Sunday morning, yeah, which I'm really. regretting. I mean, I put I had Johnny Smith in all my lineups, so it's not like I, I missed terribly, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had a uh, let's see, Leonard so. Fournette, Kenny, Kenny Stills missed pretty pretty badly. Gerald Everett didn't do much. Yeah, maybe I didn't do so great last week. But, but. things are gonna change. <laughs> well, I promise you that the like if the if the guys that I mentioned this week go off like the guys I said last week, then I'm gonna play a whole lot the week after. Let me tell you. <laughs> Play some of these guys, man. You're doing some good work there with with that data uh, that you're crunching and and coming up with with uh, some some hidden gems there through through uh, through your research. So um, check it out when JD uh, puts his post up each week. I failed again to get my weekly recap up. Uh, I I. I vow to whether good or bad, put up a recap next week of my lineup. Um, but, uh, I think that about wraps us up for our early midweek, uh, podcast here. Um, for week nine of the NFL season, JD, why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you? Find me in those usual spots at JDWest22 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as always, uh, love any questions, comments, feedback you can give, especially on that Touches Needed article. Uh, I'm constantly trying to tweak that every week. Uh, so uh, any thoughts or input on it, I'm not saying it'll go into it, but maybe you're looking at things a little bit differently than I am. Uh, I'll gladly take it into consideration because I, I want to be putting the best information out there possible. Great. And you can find me at Justin M. West on Twitter and on Instagram, JMW1977. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, anotherbadcall at gmail.com. And check out the website, anotherbadcall.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.